to sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, and welcome everyone to the uh, Apple presentation today. My name is Greg. I'll be your Zoom host for today. Welcome everyone on ACB Radio and welcome everyone on Zoom. And now I'd like to introduce to you Matt Valbrecht from T the TTJ team. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And welcome, everybody, to another Apple presentation. We're so glad to be with you today. I am trainer Matt of the tech juggernaut at ttjtech.net. I do expect we'll probably have a couple other members of our team with us today as well. So we will uh, we'll be on the lookout for them. I'd like to talk with you today about the Apple Watch. That's a topic we haven't covered I'm yet. I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing? How's it going? Good. It's Tyson's fault that I was late, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been uh, talking about a variety of Apple hardware and software and services. And today we're going to get into what I think is, is the first of a couple of presentations on the Apple Watch and on watch OS. What we'd like to do today is to kind of give you the basics. We'd like to talk about what is available, the different models of Apple Watch, the different sizes. And then if there's time, we will get into the basics of the process of setting up an Apple Watch and using the, the most basic functions, the clock and some of its uh, what what are called complications. We'll define what that is and, and so on. So the, um, the first thing I'd like to do is to talk about the models of Apple Watch that are currently available. If you haven't yet purchased an Apple Watch, but you're considering purchasing it, which model should you consider? And so we have a lot of choices. There is actually... We could divide this up into a few basic Apple Watch families that are currently available. And of course, you do understand that technology changes so constantly that, you know, whatever we say today, Apple could release something at any time that would uh, change these lineups. But what's available right now, we have the Apple Watch Series 6. Now, that's sort of the flagship, that's sort of the high-end model of Apple Watch, and it is the one that basically has all the features available. It was released this past fall, and it is the update and the replacement for the Series 4 and the Series 5. In addition to that, Apple continues to sell its Apple Watch Series 3. That was... Um, yeah, I guess it actually was released three years ago and well, a little more now, but is, is still a current model. Um, it's not one that I usually recommend to voiceover users. And the reason for that is it, it certainly has voiceover. Everything that Apple makes has voiceover. So since the very first Apple Watch, you know, 
watch OS has included voiceover and other accessibility features. But the Series 3 has less storage available um, for your various apps and other media. And it also has a slightly, uh, I guess we could say, slower processor. Now, what that means is that um, it, starting in the Series 4, they added a 64-bit processor. It really drastically improves voiceover performance. I mean, it really improves performance everywhere in watchOS. But as a voiceover user, you notice that in particular. And so for that reason, I don't um, usually recommend the Series 3 to, to voiceover users. You will, it will still work, but it's not going to be the best experience you can possibly have. That all changed with Series 4 when the 64-bit processor was introduced. And so if you can get your hands on a Series 4 or Series 5 somewhere, that's great. And then, of course, the Series 6 um, has the latest of everything at this point. There's also another Apple Watch series, and it's called the Apple Watch SE. Now, this is a great way to get a lot of features and save some, some of the cost. This does have a 64-bit processor. This is a very current Apple Watch, and so it does have, it actually has the same processor that was included in the uh, Apple Watch Series 5. It does not have certain sensors that the Series 6 has. For example, it lacks the blood oxygen monitoring and it lacks the ECG or electrocardiogram feature. It also does not have an always on display. So what that means is with the Series 6, they introduced this always on technology that uh, actually that may have even been introduced last year, but it was it's it's basically the screen never fully goes to sleep. Now it does dim and it hides certain information to save battery power. It, it only shows certain things and only updates once per minute instead of in real time. But it's, it's always awake for you to at least see the time of day if you can see. Whereas on the SE model, you have to raise your wrist or tap on the screen or press one of the buttons that we'll talk about. Um, in order to actually access the time. Matt, I'm here. Hey, uh, how you Cliff, doing? Sorry, and Cliff just joined too. No problem. Um, I'm actually gonna have you share something in a minute if you don't mind. I, I wanna go over some of the, I wanna just talk about the experience of the, the bands and so on. We're just going over the basic Apple Watch models and I talked about series five or series six, excuse me, and series three and of course Apple Watch SE. The other basic thing you need to decide when you're buying an Apple Watch is, do I want a GPS or a GPS plus cellular model? Now, if you have followed anything that TTJ has done, you've probably heard us talk about the iPad having two different communication methods. You can have the Wi-Fi only model or the Wi-Fi plus cellular. And in a lot of ways, that's the same idea with the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch GPS does have the GPS chip in it and so forth, but it does require Wi-Fi. So what that means is you, it, it, you can either be on a Wi-Fi network or if you're not, 
how do you use the watch without Wi-Fi? Well, it's going to use your iPhone's cellular connection. So when I say it requires Wi-Fi, technically, you don't have to actually be on a Wi-Fi network. You know, don't be thinking that, well, if I'm out somewhere, you know, um, I can't use my Apple Watch. That's that's not true. Uh, you can, but it's going to use your iPhone cellular connection. So you always have to have your iPhone nearby for the vast majority of functions if you're not on a Wi-Fi network, especially. And even on some Wi-Fi networks, you do. It just depends on the kind of Wi-Fi network you're on because the watch doesn't uh, doesn't contain as many Wi-Fi radios as the iPhone. But as long as you've got that iPhone nearby, you're always going to be fine. And so for most people, that's probably okay. You know, your purse, your pocket, whatever, that's not a big deal. But if you want the ability to use your Apple Watch entirely independent of your iPhone, even if the iPhone is turned off or you leave home without it or what have you, then you want the Apple Watch GPS Plus cellular. And in this case, you'll get a separate cellular number for the watch, but it's not usable for phone calls and text messages. It's a data only number. And when you actually want to call or text the watch, you're going to be using your iPhone's number and it's going to piggyback off of that, much like the iPad. There is an extra cost if you want to have it on your cellular plan. With most of the major carriers, it's between $10 and $20 a month to have a, uh, a wearable plan, as they often call it, or you know, an Apple Watch plan. Uh, and basically, it just adds to your existing uh, cellular plan. So that's an option. You can purchase the watch and never put it on cellular data. When you buy the watch, you are not obligated to have a cellular plan on it, even if it's a cellular watch, unless you, of course, purchase it through a carrier, in which case odds are they're going to make you have active service or else pay it off if you're, you know, financing it or something. But truth be known, you can have a cellular watch and not activate it on a cellular plan. But the good thing is that you have that option so that if you decide you want a cellular plan somewhere down the road, you can actually get one. Now, the other thing we have is we have different case sizes and all kinds of different bands. We have different case materials. There's a lot to consider when buying an Apple Watch. And to tell you all about that, I'd like to ask Rita to share because she is the most recent member of our team to buy a new watch. And she went very in-depth through this experience. And she's going to tell you all about how that worked and the different materials and so forth that you can choose from and how you determine what size of watch you need as well, because there really is uh, a, a, almost a science behind this whole thing. These, this is a piece of jewelry too. Remember that it's not just a piece of no, technology. No, I, I, I think really just made it a science. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there is a, there is a degree of truth to, to that. Reese's, Rita's, <laughs> Rita's obsessiveness. She can, uh, turn making a sandwich into a science, I think, but that's a, you know, that's a, we love you, Rita. I mean, that's a compliment. It's not a, you know, we always pick on you about that, but, but I do, I, I think it's, it's interesting to hear the experience because, you know, when I bought my Apple watch, I got it through my carrier at the time. So I just picked what they had. I knew what size I wanted and I knew the material, you know, but I, I just picked what they had, but now they've got this Apple watch studio. And I mean, you can customize this stuff to the hilt. So Rita, I'm going to let you uh, have the floor for a few minutes and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. 
two <laughs> okay two kinds of two, uh, two sizes 40 millimeter and 44 or four millimeter when when you go to buy an apple watch since i couldn't get into the apple store that's why i did all this investigation okay so i was fascinated by it so i'm like okay let's check it out so anyway 44 40 millimeter and 44 millimeter and i i didn't have a concept of what that would feel like on my wrist and so my husband um, measured out 44 and 40 millimeter um, things and he, he just cut out some cardboard, uh, you know, and we had these little squares and um, we laid it on my wrist. And um, I was like, oh, okay, the 44 millimeter is probably gonna be too big for me. So the 40 millimeter, we decided, okay, that would be the size, okay. Then, um, you most men do the 44 most women do the 40 but i mean it's really personal preference okay um because i must at, be at a woman given, then because i do the 40. <laughs> <laughs> at any given i said most okay at any given i'm time, not touching that one with a 10 foot pole i'm just saying <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> okay. um <laughs> most okay so so we got the two two sizes. Okay, so that's what you're going to decide. Okay, then there's the three kinds of, of Apple Watch uh, series. What is it? Three, four? Was it the three or the four or whatever? The series. Okay, then you got. Sorry, yeah, uh, it's, it's series three, series six, and SE. Those are the. Okay, three. right. Yeah. And really, quite frankly, if you're going to buy an Apple Watch, you either want to buy the SE or the series six. I mean, you really. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do this, get a current watch, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's going to handle the best features. And quite frankly, as a blind person, you need as much access as you can get. So I would do the Series 6. I wouldn't even consider the, the SE one. But anyway, it's money. It's all about money and so forth. But I mean, if you're going to be accessing these things, and since they're accessible, the more access you can get, the better. Okay, so, so anyway, so we got the two sizes, the 40 millimeter and the 44. Okay, then you've got three different metals or whatever. Because uh, Are they materials. all the same? Oh, I guess you wouldn't know if they were all the same texture. Hmm? The, the bands, no. you wouldn't know if they were all the same texture. Because, no, you, of they're, course, they're you can't get your hands on them, so right but there's there must be a million bands okay and now again apple is going to charge a premium price but let me go back to the metals for example they are the materials there's two kinds of metal that you can choose which is either aluminum or stainless steel <clears throat> the aluminum is uh uh fine uh it's you know and it's durable and it's a teeny bit more prone to scratches than steel would be. Steel is harder to scratch, but you can still scratch it. Okay. Then there is ceramic. Okay. So you get the three materials, um, aluminum, stainless steel, or ceramic. Okay. Now each one of these has a price jump. <laughs> okay. So the aluminum is less expensive than the stainless steel. Okay. And if you buy a stainless steel Apple six, it only comes in cellular. You cannot cellular, you know, you cannot get just Wi-Fi only in the stainless steel. They, I could not do that. So the aluminum comes in uh, Wi-Fi or cellular. The stainless steel comes in cellular. And then the ceramic models, 
okay, are like Hermes. They have these designer. So, I mean, you could spend a lot of money on these watches, okay? So I chose the stainless steel one. And the, the reason I decided on the stainless steel is, quote unquote, it's shinier <laughs> than the aluminum. So sighted people so were saying- it was all okay, about the flashiness, I'm assuming. Correct, correct. It's all, if I could get diamonds on the side, I've got, no. But anyway, <laughs> it's all about the shine. So, so anyway, so I chose the stainless steel one, okay? And <clears throat> stainless steel, 40 millimeter cellular, okay. Then, then you got to look at bands. Okay. If you buy a band from Apple, there are a whole bunch of different ways these bands close up. There's snapping bands that snap, you know, that have snaps. There's Velcro, there's buckle, there's leather, there's pleather, there's <laughs> netting. I mean, there's a million guys' bands. Okay. But if you buy, there's one called the Sport, which is kind of a rubbery, neoprene kind of feely looking thing, feeling thing. And then there is the, what's called the braided solo loop. And it's the kind that Tim Cook you had on when they did the demo of the new Apple Watches. And <clears throat> it is a textured, woven, um, elastic type band but it feels like it feels like material not not rubber or whatever but it sees thousands of pieces of yarn threaded in within this elastic and when you get these kind of continuous loop bands you have to measure your wrist because there is no you you slide them over your hand um, so there is no closing of the, it's just a, uh, an elastic -y thing that goes over your wrist. And so you have to measure and there's a tool on the site that you cut out. <clears throat> and for me, I happen to be a size six. Okay. You cut out this tool and you lay it on your wrist and it'll show you what size your wrist is to, to order for the band for this continuous loop one. It's called the braided solo loop. But the other bands that have the adjustable things, the buckles, the Velcro and the snaps, those are adjustable. So you don't necessarily need to measure. There's also a ton of bands that are out there on the secondary market. Amazon, thousands of bands. OK, um, the one I got from Apple uh, was about it was right under one hundred dollars. It was expensive, but I got it and I got a darker band because darker materials don't show stains as easily as lighter materials. So <clears throat> it's not completely waterproof. Um, uh, so, so anyway, and then I also uh, found there's these really cool, it's like a clamshell glass, piece of glass that snaps over the top of your watch that I got, we got these from Amazon, two for $12 and it's tinted glass, shell and you would get it either in 40 or 44 millimeter and <clears throat> you you wipe it off there's a, there's a kit that comes you you clean your watch face you and then you snap this piece of glass over the piece of glass <laughs> on your watch and it helps protect your watch because i am constantly you know as a blind person you're reaching moving you might hit a corner or a shell for scratch something you know so i wanted to really protect this investment so that's what i got so that's the kind of watch i got um so is that enough guys <laughs> i think i think that was excellent yeah i think that was great um you know when she did i mean again you have this template you can measure you know but 
you have so many choices. And, and what I would advise to you, you can use the Apple Store app. I mean, that's my favorite way to buy Apple products. But if you have questions and you want to, you know, talk to an Apple representative, I mean, if you have sighted family. Pretty some people is going to appreciate that great description of measuring, texturizing. It's just me, Rita. But I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a band. But maybe I'm just cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. You know, there's a there's a variety of choices, and there's a band that's always sort of a default one. Um, you know, any of those sport bands or the solo loops. And and the other thing to keep in mind when you're looking for a band too is is it waterproof? Because maybe you want to be able to wear your watch in the swimming pool, you know, or or the shower or something. The watch itself is waterproof. But if you don't get a waterproof band, you don't have a waterproof watch technically, you know, because you don't want to ruin the band. So um, certain bands like the sport band are designed to be worn, you know, even in the water. See, Other you bands, didn't talk long enough. Matt didn't finish his lunch. <laughs> no, actually, I actually I did. Uh, you're right. Uh, but I did finish. Um, so these the uh, these sport bands are waterproof, but. For example, a leather band or the, the Milanese loop that's this beautiful metal clasp kind of thing. Uh, these are not waterproof. Um, again, I would just encourage you, if you've got sighted family, they can help with this. But if you have questions, in the Apple Store app, you can, you can initiate a chat, which actually then opens in the Messages app. It uses the iMessage business chat, which is just a great feature. Um, or, of course, you can give them a call if you prefer to work that way. So they're, they're only too happy to help you go through these and, and you know, figure out what is, is best for you. Another thing. One thing I'll I point wanna... out. Sorry to cut you oh, off. Go ahead, go ahead. But one thing I'll point out is I was actually looking at watches the other day in the Apple App Store because I heard that during uh, Black History Month, they were going to give a, an additional discount on the older one. So I was looking. You know, I just went with the default and, you know, I selected a band and with this band and it stopped me. It said in so many words, it said, look, you didn't measure your wrist, so you can't continue. I said, what? <laughs> so I had to go back, act like I was looking at the thing and then then go forward. But it wouldn't even let me continue until I appeared to measure my wrist. So it wanted to make sure that I was making the right choice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. I mean, especially for those ones that are continuous. Uh, you know, that don't have, they want you to get a good fit because right. you need the the watch to stay secure on That's your right. wrist so we can do all those biometrics of the blood uh, oxygen and uh, the ECG and breathing and your heart rate for exactly. exercise. You've got to have contact because the bottom of the watch, there's a circle uh outdent to a type of in whatever that fits sits on your wrist and it um that's what takes all those biometrics okay and these biometrics are just uh, exploding i mean it's going to get better and better and better and better in terms of health management um so anyway yeah that it is it's um it's amazing and and there's also security uh, at stake too, with the the watch being on your wrist, because as we'll talk about later, either either today or next week, um, 
there is a uh, a feature called risk detection. And that's how the watch is, you know, once you have unlocked the watch the first time you put it on in the morning or whatever, it will know whether it stays on your wrist. And as long as it does, it stays unlocked. But if you take it off, it immediately locks. So you do want to have a good fit. So that, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize they actually make you do that now to that degree. But that is something. I bet it's because people were weren't getting accurate readings or whatever. If they had the right, the, the watch was sliding around on their wrist or not staying right. in place. Um, so they want to make sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're starting to get into some stuff now that really is, you know. I mean, depending on how people use their watch, not everybody, but with the capabilities, you're starting to get into things now that you know the FDA has some degree of involvement you know you talk about blood oxygen and you know heart monitoring and all you know uh, uh, you know monitoring with ecg or or you know this kind of stuff so yeah you want it to be you want it to be precise that's for sure um while we're on the subject of watches i do want to point out also that you can purchase a watch for a family member such as a child even if they don't have their own iPhone. So you do have to have, even the, the cellular model Apple Watch has to be set up with an iPhone. It has to be sort of paired to an iPhone. However, it is possible to buy a watch for someone that doesn't have an iPhone as long as somebody in the family does. And, you know, this, is, this was marketed as, a, you know, a great tool for children. There's some... When you set up an Apple Watch for a child, you have some special unique features like a school time do not disturb mode. You have, um, you know, all these different capabilities that really make it great for kids. And you do have to have a cellular model Apple Watch to be able to do that. So just keep that in mind. It is possible. Now, um, I the other thing, I guess, if I remember, the new watches that were introduced this year somebody correct me if i'm wrong i don't think they come with a power wait brick. is it the, they, they don't, don't come with a power brick right right they just come with a um a, it's a cable looks like an iphone tech cable and right. one end is a usba to plug right. into a brick or a usba receptacle or whatever you want to call it and the other end is a round metal flat looking disc about the size yes. of bigger than a quarter uh but not as big as a half dollar i guess and and it's got a little indent in the the disc and so you lay your watch on there and it makes contact with the back and it goes ding and yes. it'll say charging right for those folks who have an iphone 12 any of the 12 series if you've gotten the magsafe charger it's almost identical to that, except the puck is is significantly smaller. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, than the one for the phone. There yeah, is it's even of, it's like magnetic. It kind of snaps. It kind of sort of you know. It yeah, it, it, it. yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, if you're buying an Apple Watch, you want to keep that in mind because in order to save um, on the well, it's 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 designed to be an environmental thing. They can make the packaging smaller, all these different things, and you know, the idea is most people have tons of these power bricks lying around, and that's probably true. 
you can use your existing, like an iPhone power block or something, or you can buy one. They sell the power brick there. It, of course, at the Apple store, you can get some third party ones as well. But I Matt always says I got to be different and complicated. I don't even do that. I have my charging, uh, my watch charger actually in a, I guess you would call it a, uh, a, a watch stand, I guess. Yes. Um, it's in that. So I, it actually looks like you have it on, but it's on the night. The, it, it, so like when you put it on it, it looks like it's on a wrist just laying there. So it's on, it's in nightstand mode as it called it. So when it's charging and on top of that, it doesn't go to a power brick. It goes down into a power strip that actually has two USB ports on it that I just plug that and the uh, port that my Powerbeats Pro charges in. So that's where I call it my charging station. So that's where I put all my devices at night, except for my iPhone that I leave on my nightstand in my room. But I leave all that stuff on my desk to charge overnight. So. Um, sorry about that, guys. That, yeah, that, that actually is a good point. And I was going to get to that, too. There are other options. There's some third-party stands, like what Trainer Cliff's describing. I had one at one time back when I had a, an older watch and it was um, uh, like a, mine was a circle and it actually had a, like it, you could take it with you. It had a cable management such that you could, um, you know, you could use it as an end stand um, watch charging stand, but you could also pack it all up and, and take it with you. And um, you know, so there's some really nice Apple watch docks. Um, actually Apple now makes the MagSafe duo, which I will admit I have not actually felt yet at some point I'll probably get it. It's a little bit, um, uh, it's a little bit pricey and I chose to get the iPhone leather wallet first instead, but this MagSafe duo is, is supposed to charge both the iPhone and the Apple watch or I think you can even use it to charge, you know, AirPods with a wireless case or what have you. So there's a lot of different options with MagSafe Duo. Um, and and just, just for the record, there's an article written by an Apple website. I think with Apple Insider says that you can buy them separately for half the cost just for, you know, you know, you don't have to spend that 130 bucks. Some people want to because they want all that convenience like Matt does. I'm still waiting for my AirPods Max that he's supposed to be sending me. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, no, but yeah, in they, the mail. <laughs> yeah, right. But there are different options. Like I said, that one is a little uh, a little spendy, but you can buy them separately if you choose to have, you know, two or three different devices. But sometimes you want it all in one and, you know, it's personal preference because, you know, you will always run the risk of if one part of one part of it stops working, it's the whole thing going to stop working. So, I mean, you just have to, you know, roll the dice and see what happens. And also, as as Cliff said, um, with the USB, you know, if you have a power strip, a surge protector that has USB ports, or if you have like in our case, we actually have um our, our living room furniture has USB ports and they're powered because the, the chairs get plugged in, you know? And so technically I could plug that um, watch charging cable into that USB port and, and totally skip the power brick altogether. But just something to keep in mind when you're buying that watch, as far as, you know, an accessory or two that you might want to add to it. Now you've, uh, you've gotten your, Apple Watch, and you're ready to get started. Now, what do you do? And so when we set up an Apple Watch, we have to learn the buttons on the Apple Watch so that we can 
you know, know the proper language and it makes sense to you. There are two basic buttons on the side of the watch, not to mention, of course, the touch screen, which is the entire watch face. But um, on the side, you have a round circle that feels like a dial. And then you have a long button on the side that it's just like literally just a long button. The round dial feeling button is called the digital crown. And this is a, uh, it can be pressed like a button. It can also be turned like rotated like a dial to change settings or to uh, change volume or to, to, to scroll through things. And uh, so there's a lot of different uses for that digital crown. Uh, again, it is also a button. The second button on the side of the watch is the long button. And it is actually just called the side button. So again, digital crown and side button. So the first thing to do when you get your watch is to decide which wrist you're going to put it on. You'll be able to choose in the settings when you set it up uh, and, and change it later if you need to, uh, which wrist it's on. And I, I think if I, don't hold me to this because it's been a while since I've set one up as new, but I think you can even choose which way the, the, the buttons are facing. Like, do you have it so that the, you know, it's on your left wrist with the buttons at the top or, or what, you know, so you, you make those kinds of choices when you're uh, during the setup process. And then, you know, afterwards as well. Now you've decided what wrist it's on and you've put it on your wrist, but we haven't turned it on yet because we also want to make sure our phone is ready. So on our iPhone, of course, we're going to be signed into our Apple ID. We want to have two factor authentication enabled on our Apple ID. We want to have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth turned on, and we want to make sure we have downloaded, if it's not already there, the Apple Watch app. Now, it, it does come on our phones by default, but, you know, some people may have inadvertently deleted it or, you know, may have thought, well, I don't need this. You want to make sure you have the Watch app. That's just going to save you time up front. Now, when you open the Watch app, you'll get a nice little greeting. It says, good afternoon, good morning, whatever, and it... it uh, allows you to browse through different watch models and watch faces and so on. And then, of course, there's a place to set up your Apple Watch. So what you're going to want to do is turn on your Apple Watch. And we do that by pressing and holding the side button. Remember, that's that long button, not the circle, not the crown, but the, the long one. We press and hold that for about five or six seconds, just like we would press and hold the um, the side button of our iPhones or the top button of our iPads or what have you. And when we do, uh, I, I recommend waiting a good minute or two because it does take a little bit of time for that Apple Watch to turn on and, and to load. But when it does, um, you may actually get a, a pop-up on your iPhone saying, you know, would you like to set up your new Apple Watch? You can do that, but if it doesn't pop up, or if you miss it or whatever, you can, in, right in the Apple Watch app, there's a button that says to get started pairing a new watch. The important thing you want to do, though, is, of course, to turn on voiceover on your Apple Watch right from the right out of the gate. If you're a voiceover user, you're going to want to do that. Now, just like with Apple TV, with iPhone, with iPad, with all of Apple's devices, there is a way to get voiceover to talk right out of the box. And again, just like everything else, it's the accessibility 
shortcut. And you do that on the watch by triple clicking the digital crown. So the digital crown in this case acts like that home button or that side button or whatever you may want to call it. In this case, it's the digital crown and you press it three times quickly and voiceover will turn on. Now, the, the uh, next step in setting things up, uh, actually, you, both the phone and the watch are involved in this. You, you hit uh, something on the watch, you hit something on the phone, at it, points, it'll ask you, you know, one or the other. So make sure you're going back and forth, you're touching the watch and swiping left and right with one finger, and you're doing the same on the phone, you know, to hear what's on the screen. But pretty soon, you're going to be asked to pair the two together. And then at that point, you know, the whole thing becomes much easier because you can just um, work on, on one device and it's going to, you know, affect both. And what will happen is it's going to ask you to pair your Apple watch by using the iPhone's camera. Now, if you want to do this, it is doable. I've even talked to sighted folks who have said it's, um, I mean, I'm sorry. I've even talked to non-sighted folks who have done it and who have done it successfully. But I've also talked to even sighted folks who have struggled with it. So I think it just kind of depends on if you have, a, you know, sort of a, an idea of what they're looking for. They want you to position it in the frame of the, the, the camera. But here's the thing. There's always another option. And I usually just default to it just because I, I'm just more comfortable with it. And it is to pair the Apple Watch manually. And what happens is it'll ask you to select which Apple Watch you're pairing, which you know, if you're setting up a new Apple Watch, you're only going to see one in the list, okay? You just double tap on that just to confirm. We're talking on the iPhone now in the Watch app. You're double tapping on the watch. It'll say like Apple Watch. And right now it has like a generic name, like, you know, Apple Watch 3658 or something. You you double tap on that and it's, it's now ready to go. What it's going to do is it's going to ask you to enter a passcode. Um, there, there will be a code that pops up on on one device and you'll have to enter it on the other. And this makes sure that the two devices are successfully communicating with each other. Once that's done, it takes just a few seconds and the pairing process is now complete. And now what happens is you're gonna be asked to, um, create, an, to create an Apple Watch passcode and just answer a few other basic questions. Uh, again, if this is your first time setting it up, you'll be asked to select which wrist it's on and that kind of thing. And if it's not your first time setting, if it's not your first watch, or if you know you had to maybe restore for some reason, um, then it actually will allow you to restore from an iCloud backup. So the watch does use iCloud backups as well. Um, it's going to sign in with your Apple ID. It's going to copy all the necessary information that it needs to get things up and running. And pretty soon, before you know it, you're gonna be presented with a question of whether you want to install all your apps on the watch or work with them later and choose which apps you want to install. And so we need to talk about this. I know it sounds like a more advanced concept to talk about when we really should just be talking about, you know, how do I tell time on the Apple Watch? But the thing is, we've got to talk about this first because you have to make this decision up front. I mean, you can change it later. You can always modify. It's not a big deal. But they're going to ask you up front what you want to do. So the question is, how does the watch get apps? There are several ways. Now, most recently, 
Apple has released an app store for watch OS. And this means you can actually go on the watch, browse the app store and download apps directly to your Apple watch. In some cases, even if there's not an iPhone component, it might be a, a separate app entirely. Um, but that's not what we're going to talk about right now. Okay. Know that that is available, but that's not what we're focused on right now. Right now we're focused on the apps that you already have on your iPhone. And in many, many cases, the apps that you have installed on your iPhone also have an Apple Watch component to them. Um, just the other day, I saw an article um, that was generating some interest because a major podcast, uh, now I don't use it, I use Apple Podcasts, but a lot of people use this uh, Overcast podcast app. And I guess the Overcast developer has now released an Apple Watch. It's either an Apple Watch app or it's, a, you know, a, a, a component to the iPhone app. I don't know which. Um, but, you know, it was a big article a lot of people were very interested in. So, you know, that's just one example. Um, if you, you know, an app like um, the Starbucks app has an Apple Watch uh, component to it, meaning it has its own app on the Apple Watch that you can open and do things with, you know, right on the watch. And so the, what the question is going to be when you're setting this Apple Watch up is, you know, do you want, in so many words, I mean, this is not the exact verbiage, but basically, you know, do you want us to go ahead and everything you got on your iPhone that has a watch component, do you want us to install it? Now, I always say no to that because, first of all, I don't necessarily like to have all my, I don't like to have all the same apps mirrored. I like to choose what I want. I also don't want to take up unnecessary space if I'm never going to use that app on my watch. So I always say no. And then I go in and add the ones I want later after the, you know, the initial setup process is complete. And there's another thing to understand. And that is that even if you don't install apps, you can get notifications on your watch. Even if there's not an Apple Watch app, you can still get their notifications if you want to. But even that is customizable, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes as well. But that is uh, something we'll save for just a couple minutes later because it's, it is a bit more advanced uh, as well, and we don't need to decide that right away. So now let's talk about once that's all done, once the watch is set up, and there'll be a period of time once you've answered all these questions where it'll take, I don't know, several minutes anyway, two or three minutes, maybe a little more. Uh, and it'll say on your iPhone, uh, the Apple Watch is, is being synced, but you can use your iPhone as normal. So you're just going to go ahead and swipe up to go home or press the home button if you still have one, and you can keep using your phone. And then when your watch is done, you'll get a little notification that it's ready to use. And it takes just a few minutes. And what it's doing, it's copying all the necessary data, you know, doing all those things in order to give you the best experience. When it is eventually done, um, you're going to be left at your watch face. And we're going to talk a lot about watch faces here very, very shortly. But before we do, I do want to describe to you um, that there are a, a, a lot of uses for those buttons that we talked about. Um, the digital crown, for example, I mentioned that it, if it's triple tapped, it, it does the accessibility shortcut. If you single press the, the uh, digital crown, it, it is like a home button. If you double click the digital crown, 
it's like your app switcher, except it just takes you to the previously opened app or most recent opened app would, would be a better way to say that, most recently opened app. And then if you press and hold the digital crown, that's one of several ways to access Siri. Now, similarly, you have this side button. Your side button, if you press it once, will bring up the dock. And the dock can contain either your favorite apps or your most recently used apps. Again, we'll talk more about that later. If you double click the side button, you bring up Apple Pay. And we'll talk more about that later. Uh, obviously, a lot of this we won't get to until next week. There's a part two to this, but um, some of it today. And if you press and hold the side button, you will bring up the, um, the power off screen where you can choose um, emergency calls or power off the watch or these types of things as well. So there's a lot of functionality, and there's a couple more uh, that I didn't mention uh, right now, but those are the, probably the most common ones for those two buttons on the side. Now, of course, every Apple device kind of has a home screen of sorts. Mostly, it's, it's often called the home screen, um, where you can, it's kind of your jumping off place that you always go back to. In the case of the watch, there's actually kind of two things that you might refer to as the home screen. There's your screen of all of your apps, but that's not really the home screen in the sense that it's not what you always return to because this is first and foremost a watch, right? So what do we want to be able to, what's the most important thing we want to be able to do with our watch? Well, I would think arguably we want to make sure it's a great timepiece. And so we always want a quick way to get back to the clock face, the watch face at any time. And so the watch face, is really the home screen that we always will return to. It actually is the clock app, okay? There's actually an app called Clock. And if you open it up, you see the clock face. But again, it, it, it goes back to that by default when you press that digital crown. Or if you wait a while and your, your watch goes to sleep, if you haven't used it for a period of time, even if you were in an app, eventually, if you wait long enough, I don't remember what the default time is, maybe 60 seconds or something. I don't remember. But if you wait long enough, it goes back to the clock face. Now, let's talk about the clock face. Obviously, of course, it features the time. And that's like right in the center of this circle. Okay. And, and it can be analog or digital. Um, sorry, my phone was doing something. Anyway, it, it, it can be analog or digital. Um, Certain watch faces use an analog uh, display of the time and other ones display it as a digital readout of the numbers. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure if you can if there's any watch faces where you can choose analog versus digital, but there's a ton of watch faces. And so some of them are one way, some of them are the other. And you can choose your watch faces and, and customize them from the Apple Watch app on your iPhone. And you can also choose and customize them right from the Apple Watch itself. But the Apple Watch will have a limited number of faces already installed. And then to get more faces, you can use the gallery, the face gallery on your iPhone, and you can install or remove any watch faces as you desire. There are tons of watch faces. I don't even know how many there are at this point, but there are 
lots and lots of them. And they all serve different purposes. One second, folks, I apologize. Right. Yeah, that, that's right. My daughter's just pointing out, you, you're not going to be able probably to download all of them at once, but you can, you can download the ones you want and then they will stay on your watch unless you remove them. And if you remove them, you can always put them back later again. Uh, and then there are tons of customizations we're going to talk about. I, as I mentioned, the, the main uh, attraction of the watch face is the actual time. Again, some analog, some digital, some displayed with the second hand or, or at least counting the seconds, others not. In addition to that, the, one of the first things you can choose about your watch face in many cases is the color. You can have different colors of the watch face. And then there's always a, a sort of feature to the watch face. For example, some of them are just designed to display the time. Others are displayed to, uh, others are designed to display lots and lots of information that we'll talk about in a moment. And, and thirdly, some of them even have a, a presiding theme. For example, there's the Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Toy Story watch faces. And you can actually see those characters. Mickey Mouse, for example, taps his foot to keep the time. And if you tap on the watch face, you actually hear the voice of Mickey speaking the time. And the same is true for Minnie Mouse as well. And, and there's some Toy Story ones. There's also some other themed watch faces, one of them in particular called Motion. And you can choose a flower, a butterfly, or a jellyfish. And they, they do things like the, the flowers, for example, a different flower will open up and you can actually have voiceover read to you what that is. Uh, there's, the, there's the solar dial, so you can see the sun position. Um, there's just, there's so many of these different designs of watch faces. One of them is called liquid metal, uh, fire and water, kind of looks like it's breathing. Uh, th there's just so many of these and they're fun to play with and fun to listen to voiceover describe even if you can't, uh, even if you can't see them. But in addition to that, watch faces on the Apple Watch support complications. Now, what is a complication? That is a term that actually predates Apple, all right? They, they didn't invent that term. It is a watch industry term. And it is used to describe any kind of information other than the time that, uh, that is displayed on your watch face. In the case of watch OS, I like to compare complications to widgets, okay? It's the same sort of idea. It's quick access to information from other apps without having to even open those apps. And then if you want to, you can go into the app to get more detail. So there are so many complications that you can have on your watch face. And a lot of Apple and third-party apps will offer additional complications. You can choose a watch face even if you want to based upon how many complications it can handle. So a lot of watch faces on the Apple Watch, for example, can handle maybe three or four complications. I think there's a few that don't support any complications. And then there are a couple that actually support like eight different complications. And the watch face that I most commonly use is actually one that does support eight of them. I think it's called the infograph watch face. And I chose it because 
of the number of complications it supports. And so the beauty of the complications is you don't even have to leave the watch face. You don't have to go into an app to get the information that the complication provides. Now, it's important to understand you can customize multiple watch faces and those customizations will stay. So, for example, trainer Rita has talked about how she has one watch face that she switches to when she's working out. And it has her workout summary, how much she's moved, her breathing, maybe her heart rate, you know, these all these different complications that are specific to that. Then maybe she has another one that that is, you know, for, for other purposes. And so you can do it that way as well. You can have different complications that uh, rather different faces that have the complications you want already pre-selected so that when you switch to that face, that's what you get. Now, the complications that I have on my infograph, which is the one I use most often, I do have a couple others customized as well, but that's the one I use most commonly. So it, it, one of the things I like about it is it does have the, uh, the second hand with the watch. It tells you the, the seconds. I have the weather conditions on there. And in that particular watch face, you can does have- Does voiceover actually read the seconds? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Yep. Uh, and actually, voiceover can be customized to read the seconds even when they're not displayed or to not read them ever. Um, you can choose in the voiceover settings, but I have them just set to do whatever the, the face indicates, you know. Um, and the um, so then I have the weather conditions and on the infograph, it gives you more detail than just the temperature. It will say like it's uh, partly cloudy. It'll tell me the, the high and the low and, and what the current temperature is, that sort of thing. Um, I have the uh, the moon phase on the watch. I like to note because that is something that there really isn't an app directly that's going to tell me that very easily, not on the watch. You know, I mean, I could certainly ask Siri, but it's just neat to have some of that stuff right there that you don't think about. So I have some odd things that you maybe wouldn't normally think like the moon phase, the wind speed, the um, UV index. But I also have... Um, my calendar, well, I have the date and the next event. So it will show me what the date is as well as what my upcoming event is, next upcoming event. Um, I also, uh, let's see, um, I have the timer on the watch face. Um, and the reason that I put that there is because uh, when, I've, when I set a timer, I can check really quickly just by looking right at my wrist, just touching the, the timer complication. And I can see how long is left on that timer. And I believe I have a stopwatch right on the, on the uh, watch face. I want to be very, very clear in many of these cases, especially, you know, the timer, the weather, the, the stopwatch. If you don't put the complications for them on your watch face, you can absolutely still access them. You know, I could go into the, there's a timer app. There's a stopwatch app. Um, you know, all those things I can do that, but it's, it's kind of deciding what is important to you and what you want to see very quickly on your watch face. Some people put the voice memos app on their watch face because they want to be able to make quick recordings right from their, their watch face without having to, you know, go into the list of apps or anything like that. Personal preference, like we always say. If you have uh, fulfilled your number of complications and there's still more stuff that you want to have quick access to, 
you might consider using the dock. So as I mentioned to you, the dock is uh, accessed by uh, with a single press of the side button, the long button, and you can choose from your settings on your iPhone or in the Apple Watch app as well, I believe, uh, whether, whether the dock displays your recently used apps or whether it displays your favorite apps. So in my case, I have it displaying my favorite apps because that gives me another way to put even more apps that I can get quick access to. And uh, it will display one recent app, even when you have it set for favorites. The most recent app that you had open, it, it's going to still display. But then it's all about the, the favorites. And um, so, for example, and I think you can have eight or ten. Uh, I forget. But I have the, um, I have the home app. Uh, so I can get to my home, home kit accessories very quickly. Um, I have the walkie-talkie app and the messages app. We'll talk about both of those probably next week, but uh, we will. We'll talk about how to use them. Um, I have the um, I have the the now playing screen, which is really cool because it lets me. Again, we'll talk about it next week, but it lets me control whatever is playing: Apple TV, HomePod, iPhone, uh, those kinds of things. I think I have the heart rate on the dock. I have. Um, the grocery app that I use for grocery lists, because when I get to the store, I can check off these items right on my wrist as we're going through the store. So I want quick access to that. There's uh, yeah, probably seven or eight different things there. Um, and again, if you want to instead just allow it to show the, uh, the most recently open apps, you can definitely do that as well. And then the last thing I want to share before we, go to the other team members and the question period is just that in addition to all this on the watch face, you can access your control center and your notification center. Control center has a lot of functionality. Uh, you access it with a swipe up or down with one finger. You can cycle through control center, notification center. When you find the one you want, you just double tap. There is another way also, I think it's a two finger swipe up or is it down? I don't even remember because I don't do it that way. It was uh, trainer Stephanie who pointed that out. Um, but it is. It's two, a two finger, finger swipe up. up for control It's two center. fingers up. Okay. Two <laughs> fingers up. Okay. Yeah. They don't use three finger. That's the one place where the gestures differ is that you don't do three finger swipes on the Apple watch to scroll. You do two fingers, but yeah, two fingers swipe up. Just to just to elaborate right here, these yeah these gestures on the on the watch face. Okay, you got two fingers swipe down for notification, two fingers swipe up for control center, two fingers swipe left or right to change between your faces when you're on. You can have oh, many many faces that you want on your watch. You can go back and forth between faces. And so you, you access that by a two finger swipe left or right to move between those faces. We'll go ahead. And, and then there's, then there's a rotor that's on your watch. So you do a two finger twist. Okay. To get to the rotor actions. And then there's the, a lot of times there's the flick up, like in the activities section, say you you're, 
you're on a workout. Well, there's three pages that open up when you're on a workout. So, so to switch between those pages, you find the page indicator, like it'll say page two or three, and you flick up or down to move to the next page. So it's a one finger swipe. That's right. And then um, there is also a, a long press, just like you would do a, a double tap and hold on, on a device. They, oh, yeah. they, did, mm -hmm. they did do away with the force press, just like they did away with 3D touch. But it just, if you just press and hold, you know, tap and hold, it, it does bring up many times some, uh, some additional actions in, in certain places. Um, they've eliminated it in a lot of areas, but they, they do still have it. For example, on the watch face in particular, I always think about it because you can, you can, you can press long press on the watch face to bring up. That's another way to bring up the list of faces that you have on the watch and customize them right on the watch and so forth. Again, you can also do that on the iPhone uh, in the watch app, but just knowing that it's, you know, available in both ways. Now in the control center, you're going to find numerous options, airplane mode, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, possibly cellular. If you, if you have a cellular model, you will. Um, <clears throat> you're going to find the, uh, the controls for uh, do not disturb. Um, although do not disturb is one of those, a lot of these settings, actually, basically almost all of them will actually mirror whatever your iPhone is doing. So if you put your iPhone in do not disturb, your watch will also go into do not disturb mode. Uh, there is a theater mode that, that doesn't actually stop the notifications, but it, it um, makes them quiet. And it, um, there's also a mute option and, and another there's, you know, a lot of these, there's other ways to do as well. Uh, Cause they've made this very true to life. You know, like for example, if you get a phone call or something and you just cover your watch with your hand, that activates the mute feature as well. But again, it's also in control center. Another thing you have in control center is the, um, the battery status. You also have the option to ping your iPhone. Boy, I love that feature. If you're not sure where you've set your iPhone, you go into control center on your watch, you locate ping iPhone and double tap it. And it causes a sound to play on the connected iPhone. Um, you have the water lock. The water lock uh, is a way of locking the screen when you're going in the water so it doesn't accidentally cause random taps on the screen because of the water coming up against it. And then when you get out of the water, you turn the digital crown to disable the water lock and it actually ejects water out of the bottom of the watch. It's really, really cool. You also have AirPlay for, uh, you know, playing music and so forth on other devices uh, over Wi-Fi. Um, you have uh, several different options like this. You know, there's, um, I think there's, uh, there's something else I'm forgetting in Control Center on the Apple Watch. But you get the idea. There's a lot of these hardware controls. Oh, I know one of the other ones, the flashlight. Yeah. There is a flashlight that you can turn on. You can choose whether it's a solid light, a blinking light, or you can even have it be red. So you can have a red light using the flashlight feature right on your wrist. I mean, that is really, really cool. 
And just to also add, you can, when pinging your um, phone, like to find your phone from your watch, you can do it the other way. You can go to the watch app and ping your phone, uh, your watch, whatever. <laughs> you can find your watch. Yeah, yeah. And it, it shows up in the, um, it shows up in Find My as well. You can, you know, you can ping your watch, but you can also ping your phone from your watch. Yeah, you have a lot of great options there. And that flashlight is really bright. I mean, from a sighted people are like, whoa, I mean, that's, it's amazing how bright that light is. And it's really great to have because inevitably you'll be out somewhere and, you know, a sighted person needs some light, you know, they can't, you know, they need something. And so you turn that, you turn that watch on and, you know, give them a little spot of light. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Just so you all know, I'm sure you do because you all have your watches, but we have 17, <laughs> we have 17 minutes left. Yeah, you should stop, man. Take questions. Well, that's exactly what I was because I just checked the time too. And I was gonna say, I, I'm gonna we're gonna wait on the notifications part until next week and then cover some other things then. But anything else from from Rita or Cliff before we go to questions? And and yes, I agree we need to to then open no, it up ahead. to questions. Go I'm good. Go ahead. Okay, again, um, we already do have some questions. Please try to keep them brief. I'm just going to remind you again how to um, raise your hands. Um, it's Alt-Y on the PC, Options-Y on the Mac. Uh, it is star nine if you're calling in on a landline phone. Or uh, if you are on um, the app, it's on the lower left-hand corner. So. Um, our first hand is Mary. So Mary, you may, uh, you should be allowed to unmute and you may go ahead. Good grief. Um, I have one thing I wanted to say really fast before I move on is that I'm two and a half days away from my first full year of meeting all of the goals. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> the question I wanted to ask was, um, is there any particular advantage for a voiceover user of having the always on or can you turn it off yes you can turn it off um i don't <clears throat> i don't like the always on because um you know that's i think it's more of a sighted kind of thing you know for sighted people they want to have the convenience there's raised awake i've also turned that off um and because it i think it saves battery life because i'm constantly lifting my hands up you know to do something fold laundry you know or something well it turns on you know and there's no need to turn it on so i've turned i've disabled that i think it saves a little bit of battery life okay thank you mary um we have cheryl up next so cheryl you should be allowed to unmute you may go ahead Thanks, you guys. I was like, woohoo, you guys are doing this. Um, I am going to be getting a watch soon. I've been looking at them, and it is true. Each time I go back in, I got to act like I'm remeasuring my hand, my wrist. But, Rita, I have a question for you about the um, bands. Can say you you bought the hundred dollar band. If you wanted to change that, can you can you get a generic brand and change that? Yes, 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 oh, yes, okay. yes. Okay. It, it's very easy. There's these little okay. pin things that you it they it, it, it pops right in, but it's very secure. Okay. So okay, and yeah, all right, good. And and one more thing, um, the uh, glass case. Oh, thank you for mentioning that too. Um, is oh, what, is there a, back specific, to, what do you look for when I'm looking for the cover? 
Okay, and back to the bands. Um, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You want to make sure you get the right band for right. your uh, wrist, okay? So, you know, you want you, um, the watch size. You either want a 40 millimeter or a 44 millimeter, okay? Am I making sense? Oh, you know, you want, you know, for your watch. And the, the glass case, I'm looking for the little box that has the, is that the box with the... Uh, I'm looking for the, it's from Amazon and it's a, oh, this is the cable. that's the cable. No. Okay. It's just, if you, if you um, Google, you know, or go to Amazon, there must be, oh my God, there must be 50 places to get these things, but it's, it's a, you want tinted, I mean, sorry, <laughs> tempered glass to fit over the watch so you want a tempered glass 40 millimeter or tempered glass 44 millimeter and it this one company we looked at is um it was only 12 dollars for two of them and i'm telling you it's a godsend to save your you from scratching your watch and the generic term if you're just doing a search would be like you know apple watch screen protector but i would when you're doing a screen protector, I would make sure it's tempered glass. I agree with Rita on that. You right. want to get a tempered glass one. That's going to be a better quality. Right. And they just pop. They just pop right here. Is this it? Okay. Hang on. I got the name. Uh, what's the name? Uh, L-K. L-K. Like Lucy, you know, keep. Um, okay. What's the name? Rest of it. Tempered glass case. Uh, LK tempered glass. Okay, and it's it's on Amazon. So so look, you know, on Amazon. Okay, so that's the kind we got. Okay, our next okay. question is from Kathy Casey. So Kathy, you should now be allowed to talk. You may unmute and go ahead. All right. Good afternoon, Matt and all. Um, Hi there. My question is, I have a Series 3 watch. Uh, I'm thinking of upgrading to uh, an SE or a 6, probably the 6. And so when I go to repair uh, the new watch, I do it the same way as uh, because the watch app is already on there and everything's already set up. Just to yeah, you'll be able to, you'll be able to have pair to it the, the same watch. way. You might want to unpair your old watch just because then that one is, if you, you know, whatever you're doing with it, it it'll be like a new watch basically. Uh, but you can, when you set up the new watch, it will even let you restore from the backup if you, if you, you know, want to do that uh, from the other watch. So yeah, it's very, very straightforward. Yeah. The only thing I want to do is what I did when I bought the, the watch the first time is I had them put all the apps that were able to go on the watch to do that. And because of that, I don't have enough room uh, memory to do any upgrades on the, on the series three. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to undo it and I can't seem to figure out how to undo it. Well, you might app. want, you know, it's personal preference, but you might just want to set up the, the new watch as new instead of restoring from a backup. And then it will ask you that question. Uh, do you want to install all the apps? I mean, you can remove them individually even now uh, in the Apple Watch app. You just find the name of the app and go in there and then uncheck the box that says uh, show on Apple Watch. But yeah, definitely. And, and also there's more storage on these newer watches too. But I would I would just do them individually when you, you know, when you get the setup screen, just don't install all of them by default. 
Okay, next up we have uh, Michelle. Michelle, you should be able to unmute and... Uh... Hello. Hi. Um, so, um, a couple questions. Um, since Rita's here and she has one of the newer watches, um, I wanted to find out um, how much storage space is on the, uh, on the six and on the SE. And, and also, um, um, does the um, watch come with a default band? Like if I decide that I want to just get a, a different uh, a, a watch band, you know, that's not from Apple, but somewhere else, um, will it just come the, with a... The, the band that's going to come with, like, you, you know, don't want to pay an upcharge, you would have several. I think the, the regular solo loop, not the braided one, but the regular one is one of the defaults or the sport band, right, Rita? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So it okay. will come with something. I mean, you, yes. you know, it, it right. Uh, but, and what was your other question about the, um, how much storage space is on the watch? On the Gosh. FD and on the six? Do you, do you know? I, I don't know. Eight gig, 30 gig. I, no, I don't know. You don't. I have a know. four and mine has 10. So I don't know, Matt. Uh, do you have the four? Uh, no, I yeah, have I have the, um, yeah. Sorry about that. I, I, have I think Rita, if you go actually, to if you go to watch on your phone and go to settings, it'll tell you actually. Okay, let me do let me do that. I but keep going the, with the questions. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, but I think the Apple Store app will tell you also under the specs, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, Derek, you should be able to unmute. Derek. Yeah. Hi there. How are you doing? Thank you for the show. Uh, just a very quick one. Um, if you are going to be swimming with it, how I, I heard what you said about, uh, you know, getting the water out when you come out of the uh, water, etc. But do you know how deep it is waterproof too? Is it three meters, six meters? Any idea? You'd have to look at the IPX rating of the uh, of uh, the watch. And I don't remember if it's IP68 or what the rating is, that is definitely listed in the Apple Store app under the specifications of the watch. I know that even the iPhone can go in up to um, six, I believe it's, oh boy, now I'm gonna probably say the wrong thing. I think it's three meters for up to 30 minutes, even the iPhone. So I'd say it has to be greater than that. But I don't know. Do you guys know on the team for sure? I was going to say 30 meters, but hey, maybe I'm just dreaming. <laughs> well, no, you might be right. As I say, it's got to be more than the phone. Because I know so, a couple yeah. of years ago when they yeah. first started doing the waterproof or resistant on the phone that there are people deep sea diving so they can get pictures of sharks and whales and stuff. So I, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yep. I think it's 30 meters, but don't quote me on it. Yeah. Okay. Beth, you should be able to unmute. You are next. Hey, guys. Um. I had I had two really quick ones. First of all, the 44 millimeter, wouldn't that give you a bit more screen real estate? Wouldn't it be easier to flick around and get more information? And the it, other, it, go ahead. It does, but it's not that big of a difference. You're only oh, you, okay. two, two fingers. It's really, you've got plenty with the 40, okay. believe me. Okay. And the other quick thing is, do you, and this is just a curiosity question. Do you think there will ever come a time, 
and I'm not tied. I know that you can get do this for for kids, but do you think there will ever come a time when the Apple Watch will be its own thing that you don't have to have an iPhone? I'm just curious about that. Thank you very much, guys. Boy, I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe. I would I would highly <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, would I looked at my my watch. My watch has 26 gigs. Wow. And there's 22 available. So there's not Oof. a lot of gigs. There's not a lot of space on the watch. But that that almost triples from the four, though, because like I said, mine only has 10. So, yeah. Oh, oh OK. OK. Yeah. You don't okay. need a lot. And I've got 22 available and with all the stuff I've got. OK, go ahead. OK, <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, you are up next. So you may. Hi, talk. this is really interesting, but I have a question a little bit unrelated. Is it too late to join your iPod class? iPad, iPad, yeah, not iPod. Uh, it no, is not, not. No, it's not too late. Um, what we need to get your uh, email address as quickly as possible. If there's any chance that you can get in, or, or uh, could would would you guys mind once the stream ends if we just get her email address after we're done with the the live stream? Or she can just send it to me, and I can just copy and paste like I've been doing all day. You just want to do that? Send an email to Cliff, okay? Uh, it's stir it up. But stir is spelled with a U, S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P, at iCloud.com. Stir it up at iCloud.com. <clears throat> Tell them you want to be in the iPad course, and we'll get you taken care of. Okay, thank you. Yep, thank you. Okay. Um, and I, I'm thinking that's all the hands you have. Uh, and it is... 326. So if there's any last minute questions, um, you can go ahead and raise your hand. Otherwise, if the team has anything else. Well, share. I think um, I think that the as I said, we'll we'll continue this Apple Watch discussion next week. But I think um, what was just brought up is, is good to remind everybody. We have our iPad course actually beginning next Monday, and that is free. And it will go from March 1st all the way through June 2nd. Um, so if you're interested in taking that iPad course, we need you to send that email to Cliff, just as we mentioned. Stir it up with a U. Stir it up at iCloud.com. Let him know as soon as possible that you want to be in the iPad course. We will get you registered. And we've already sent out the first couple communications, but we'll get those forwarded to you. And uh, anything else from the team? Oh. We do have one more question if you'll if we can take it real quick. Yeah, yeah. We have Derek. Derek, you should be able to unmute. Yeah. Uh, hi, very quick one on the iPad. I don't have one yet, but I'm planning on getting one. If I were to sign up for your course right now, I'm a pretty good iPhone user. Would would the course be of any value to me seeing I don't yet own the iPad? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I would say, I mean, you know, obviously we like people to be able to follow along, but if you're definitely planning on getting one anyway, then yeah, I'd say go ahead and sign up, right, guys? Be... Oh, oh yeah. Because you yeah. can always yeah. go back and because you can always go back, right? Yeah. Right. And so, but you really when you're taking this iPad class, just to remind people, you need good voiceover skills. They're not teaching voiceover. They're teaching how to use an iPad to replace your computer. So there's, it's packed full of information. It, it's like a freight train. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. So, so, um, so you need to have good humming voiceover skills. 
I see no more raised hands with two minutes to spare. That's amazing. Usually we're running over. <laughs> Thank you yeah. very much, everybody. God bless you. We'll see you back next week.